Welcome to Hot Breath Comedy Fam. On Monday, May 13th, I am teaching a clean comedy workshop. The last four I have taught sold out very quickly, so if you wanna learn about clean comedy, the business side, where the line is, how to write clean comedy, go to the link in the description of this episode, and we'll see you there. Let's get into it. Last week, we talked about a little bit of Joe Coy, a little bit of Cat Williams, and this week, out the gate, I want to say, I went and watched Rodman this weekend. Yeah. Who, for people that don't know, he was one of the early guests on the podcast back when I was interviewing the 11 comics on Last Comic Standing from Atlanta. That was the whole, that's how this whole podcast started was Atlanta had a bunch of comics on Last Comic Standing. I thought it'd be cool to interview all of them. And, um, Rodman had actually won the previous year, but he was from Atlanta, so I reached out to him. Long story short, he actually cut me off in the middle of the interview. For people that don't know or haven't heard it because it's so long ago, it was oh, like I episode remember, 11 or something. This. But he goes, I, I was asking him something about like why he holds the microphone a certain way or like his voice. I was at like something super nerdy. And he's like, uh, how, how long did I allot this time? How, uh, and I was like, oh, I mean, we can, you know, I've interviewed like nine people, so I don't know what to do in this situation. And he's like, oh yeah, we good. We good. So, um, and that was probably like 30 minutes in. So good lesson learned there. Um, this was back when it was all audio only, but it was, it was a good interview. And I say all that to say killer, like. He did 90 minutes. I was talking to people at the club afterwards. He did mm -hmm. 90 minutes all weekend. And it, it tag machine. I think anyone that's looking to learn about tags, looking mm -hmm. to learn about last per minute, Rodman was just boom, 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 just nonstop. And he just kept the joke going and going and going. And it's like, a tag would open up a setup to another tag and you'd be like, Oh, I wonder if it was, and he, he like, he takes the jokes and topics in so many different directions and he's just tagging it up the whole time. There's no, no fluff. So anyone looking for like a tight comic that murders, yeah. Rod man is the man. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Just wanted to get, yeah. wanted to get out there, start off on a positive note. And last week we talked about, you know, you know, some edgier things. So I just want to start on a positive note that Rodman is a dope vet that these young guns can go and learn from. For sure. For 90 sure. minutes. So he's one a, of the, like, he did a 90 minute set when you say 90 minutes. Yeah, he did a 90 minute set and he did so, them all weekend. So there was no feature. I don't know. I showed up as he was on stage um, but I talked to Reggie, the, the sound guy at the punchline afterwards. And he said, yeah, he did 90 minutes for every show. So I don't, it may have just been host headliner, like host feature combo type deal and not a feature. I don't know. Yeah. But he, he said he did it every time and it was like, just killer every time. So, wow. Yeah. You know, it's one of those, you go see them and you watch it when you're feeling good about comedy and you're like, oh. <sighs> There's so it's like, yeah, man, it's comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it just, it keeps you humble every, uh -huh. and it's like, 
it it sucks to hear this advice <laughs> but it really is just like keep getting funnier just keep mm. going yes build a social media following yeah. yes all those important things that you hear me complaining about and refusing to do um but you just there it's just a never ending rubik's cube dude you just yeah. got to just keep going you can always be funnier you can always be better it's 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 inspiring and discouraging at the same time <laughs> yeah. oh yeah rob augusta said he caught the last 15 of his set before the open mic and he was great yeah 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 i saw rob there i i dipped out before the open mic wellington was giving me a hard time about that he was like come on dude he's like you can go up first and leave i was like bro it's 10 o'clock it's 10 o'clock. What do you want from me? Daddy's got a bedtime. <laughs> I was like, whatever I get off in five minutes is not going to be worth being in bed by the time I would be on stage. <laughs> now, listen, early on in my career, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not lying. Like, Yoshi can attest to this. Like, I was on, I feel like you every were, night. Like, you, were, you were grinding. You were on that grizzle. It was nonstop, grizzle. no life. My wife is like, "What? who did I marry? <laughs> it literally wasn't until the pandemic where I was like, oh, let me, let me slow down <laughs> a little bit. Let me reprioritize a little bit. So I don't want comics to hear me skip a late night Sunday open mic and be like, yeah. oh, he's not practicing what he preaches. But I mean, I lived that for 10 years and now as comedy is your profession, you start to look at it differently and find different ways. And I say all that to say, you still got to get on stage. You can always be funnier. There's, there's no excuse. The comedian to me should have probably gone up, but yeah. the husband and uh, melatonin addict in me was like, let's go pop a melee and ease on down. The melee, yeah. <laughs> uh, hilarious. Oh, yeah, but I just want to shout out uh, Rodman there. Ronnie is in the chat. Dubs General, Cinema Quirks, good to see everyone in here. Yo, we deep right now. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us live. Thank you all for commenting. We are doing a live Q&A, so if you have any questions, feel free to comment with them. Um, it Something that was on my mind that we talked about comics to watch in 2024. Yeah. And uh, they really appreciated that. The comics we shouted out. So I, there's, um, there's two comics. I don't know if I want to start doing this every week or not and just like shout out comedians we see out here doing cool things. Yeah. But Why there's a New York comedian named Marcus J. Monroe mm -hmm. who, who's actually a fan of the podcast and we're definitely going to get him on here. And he, his approach to the content game is something I think comedians can really learn from because we've interviewed a bunch of social media comics and doing skits and some like just posting a bunch of clips and things like that. Marcus is really, he's doing so many different styles and you can tell that he's having fun with it and he's being creative with it yeah. as something I think you, you hear me complain about this. It's just like, uh, it's the, it'd just be the same thing posting stand up clips or whatever. But he, 
he does these subway stand-up clips based on holidays so like during halloween he dressed up as a zombie and performed on the subway during thanksgiving he dressed up like a pilgrim during christmas he dressed up like the grinch and was just doing like grinch stand-up jokes on the subway in new york yeah and he does like different skits and he just posted one that was like him getting locked out of his hotel room Uh but it was from the point of view of like hidden cameras at the hotel yeah so it was just he he's just he's taking the social media format and he's he's just making it his own and he's being really creative and innovative with it and i think comedians can really learn from that as we see comics oh well i gotta post crowd work clips i gotta post crowd work clips or nothing else will work no that's one thing that is working what else can you do and how can you make it your own and marcus is one of my favorites out there just really innovating the social media comedy game. So definitely a comic to go out there and follow. That will be my shout out for this week is at Marcus J Monroe Dope. on Instagram. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that. Just a little, you know, a little, little positivity. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling a little more optimistic. I'm off my sugar bender for those of you that have been worried. <laughs> so coming in with a little optimism today. Yeah. I like that. Okay, so we do have a question from Cinema Quirks. I did a set recently where I used a chair like Ali Sadiq, and it worked way better for my style. Should I keep doing it or not? Worried about bringing a whole chair on stage for four minutes. <laughs> if I was on an open mic and someone like drags a chair up there and makes Yo. it part of this whole like Yo. five minute set, you know? Yo. All right. All right. I'm going to keep this real simple. If there's already a chair available, by all means, go make it happen. But do not go out and seek a chair and try to bring one on a stage to perform for four minutes. That's not enough. Because here's the thing. You sitting down and getting comfortable is already 30 seconds. You're already losing time. You need to maximize all the minutes in that four-minute set. You don't want to waste any single time thinking about anything extra. Yeah. Therefore, I would highly suggest do not bring up a chair unless a chair already exists or you can sit on the stool, which most clubs and most open mics will have some level of a stool already on stage. That's my answer to that one. Yes. Yeah, And I will also say, I remember when I interviewed Michael Yo, he talked about when he started sitting down on stage, that's when he started to find his voice. Mm. Now, and Ali Sadiq, arguably one of the funniest comics on the planet right now, putting out yeah. specials like their Krispy Kreme donuts. Like, this guy is just... <laughs> and... And it's not doing it in a way to appease the algorithm. I mean, he is for sure. He is doing killer material on all these specials. I've seen him here in Atlanta over a weekend do different sets every single show. Yes. And they all murder and they're yeah. all uniquely him. So I, I think I mean, I don't want to get messy, 
but I think Ali Sadiq is trying to put out as many specials as Cat Williams. Hilarious. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think they have such an internal competitive beef that I think he's just trying to put out as many specials as him. Uh, now, besides that, let's say, just to say, let's just take the competitive nature out of it. Ali Sadiq sitting down and sort of just sitting down works if you are a storytelling comedian and you're like, all right, gather around, children. Let me tell you about these stories. Yes. Thing. And even Ali Sadiq, even though he sits down, this whole set isn't sitting down. He uses the space. He uses mm -hmm. the chair. He uses the, the mic stand. He uses a lot of stuff. His latest special, the one that he did, I forget what improv, it might have been the Houston Improv. He just Very passed over the chair as part of the set. It was hilarious. It was so funny. Um, but he didn't sit down the entire time. He literally actually did more of a Chris Rock go from one side of the stage, tell a story, go to the other side of the stage, tell a story kind of thing. So, I mean, it, it's so easy to watch a master like that do something like that and be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I should do that. But that took years to be comfortable sitting on stage. Yes. And if you, it's okay to sit if you're delivering an hour worth of material, even 45 minutes worth of material. It's okay to sit because people are going to be there for a while. Mm -hmm. But for five, 10 minutes, you ain't got to sit down. Just tell your jokes standing yep. up like everybody else. It's that, and that's why I brought up veterans like Michael Yo and Ali Sadiq sitting down for the context that these guys are professional touring headliners who have found their voice, who have learned how to be comfortable on stage, how to command a room. If you're early on sitting down, no matter how cool you feel or whatever, it's, it's not the move. You got to learn how to stand there and be uncomfortable and take on whatever happens in the room. It's kind of like, you'll see, it can be another crutch for people that play with the mic stand or people mm -hmm. that lean on the mic stand. You know, I'm, I remember when Bill Burr first popped and he was, he's still known to lean on the mic stand, but like, it was kind of the thing. I remember seeing people at open mics leaning on the mic stand, like, let me tell you how it is. You know, like just, it's all, it's all a crutch. Yeah. I, I think early on, don't worry about sitting down, like just, just get comfortable at just standing there and delivering your jokes and Deliver. then expand from there. Deliver I think that was jokes. great advice when Dulce Sloan was on the show was because she came from a Dulce Sloan for just winning an Emmy though. Just won an Emmy. Big facts. I mean, yo, yep. let's go. Yeah. Big facts. So she talked about from a theater background that learn how to like plant your feet before you start walking around the stage or whatever, put the mic in the stand and get comfortable just standing there and delivering the jokes. Mm -hmm. And that's something Dan cook did as well. He was really known for being big and all over the stage. So he started to work on that and he started to just have the mic in the stand and be like, Oh, people think I'm just this rambunctious, just animated comedian. Well, I'll stand here and deliver jokes. And he spent <laughs> years developing that. Yeah. So it's all developing one piece at a time, but if you're in an open mic and you're sitting down, it, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that ain't, that ain't it, fam. <laughs> and I'm not here to tell anyone what to do. I only share what I know from personal experience. Yeah. 
and I know from personal experience, if I'm at an open mic and the comics just sitting down, like, let me tell you about the dirt to dirt. That ain't, that ain't it for me. It's, it's something's off. So we say all that to say cinema quirks. No, nah. but look, what was it about the chair that made you, that you enjoyed? So like, was it a feeling you had and how can you replicate that without the chair? Or was it something you were talking about and maybe it was actually the material that you felt more comfortable with than the actual sitting down? So think about what you enjoyed about that experience and how can you replicate it without the chair and just stand there and get out of your comfort zone. Boom, 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 boom. Which Rob Augusta said the branding opportunities, he could call himself the chairman. So <laughs> who knows? Cinema quirks may go viral on TikTok tonight as the yeah. chairman and be like, I told you, hot bruh. Hilarious. Yeah. I I I want to see you go viral. I that'd be great. That would be dope. That would be dope. Uh next question from Brian Walker. Oh, this is a good one. What is the natural progression? For a comic starting out today, social media is a must, but talking to traveling comics, it seems like a booker manager is the way to go. Well, uh, in what way? I think I'm trying to figure out, like, maybe clarify the question a little bit. Natural progression. Yeah, if Brian's still watching, maybe clarify. I'm going to, how I interpreted it is one, I've never had. A uh, manager, so I can't really speak from that perspective. I can speak from the perspective of managers I've interviewed. And my favorite quote is from Tamara Goins, who's the head of comedy and innovative artists. And her quote was, you don't need a manager until you have something to manage. Boom. Mike Jarappa. <laughs> yeah. So that says it all right there, fam. You don't need a manager until you have something to manage. So maybe down the line, a booker manager is the way to go. Um, I don't know on that. I don't have personal experience with that. I, I did um, on the other side of it, the natural progression of a comic starting out today. I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about climbing the ladder, which the ladder is basically open mics, hosting shows, featuring headlining um okay he yeah. clarified let's say i have a good solid set that i could tour what do i need to do to get that process started some booking needs social media to prove you can bring people okay gotcha hmm. gotcha okay so i think i think every comedian should try to find ways to produce and or book themselves when possible. And when I mean book yourself, I mean find a place that you can do a show. And when you find a place that you can do a show, you get to host and or perform on the show. But you also get to actually kind of build a following and build people from an audience perspective who are used to seeing you on a regular consistent basis. Now, uh, in terms of how do you tour with that, Touring and getting your name out there is really about marketing. It's about, do you have a solid five minutes that you've recorded? 
that you can send out to people to be like, hey, this is my solid five minutes. I'd like to, I'm coming in your town. I'd like to showcase, do you have a showcase available for me to showcase? Um, and if you're trying to fill like a, I don't wanna say fill a stadium, but if you're trying to fill seats, really then it becomes about social media numbers, which is a totally different kind of thing than booking like clubs. Because if you're, if you're like, oh, I'm a social media uh, personality and I've got this many followers, then all you kind of need is your social media. And you're just telling people, hey, this is who I am. I can sell out your place because this is how many people I have on social media. That kind of sells itself for bookers. Um, and it's about sort of putting together like what's called an EPK, which is electronic press kit, or just like a press package together that says, this is how many people I have. This is how many people follow me. This is how interactive I am. This is where my followers are. Followers are all those things you will need to then sell yourself to people out of town. And that's the package that you use to sell yourself on an ongoing basis if you want to tour. Uh, but if you want to tour and you don't have a social media following, then it's about that tape. Uh, and usually if you're going to try to do like an hour out of town, I would say this, don't travel out of town to do five minutes out of town. <laughs> that's mm. not a worthwhile venture for you. Uh, travel out of town if you've got more minutes to actually like rock with. Now, if you just happen to be in town and you're, you do five minutes, then for sure do that. But don't go traveling across the country delivering five minutes at a time. Now, I will say the contrary. Okay. <laughs> in that, aside from social media and building a following most of your work is going to come from other comedians you meet along the way at Boom. some point or another you may meet someone today that in eight years books you in a theater or whatever you literally never know yeah. but most of your work is going to come from other comedians so if you're in your scene and you're trying to figure out ways to get on the road reach out in facebook groups comedy scenes have Facebook groups on Reddit or whatnot, just wherever you can tap into other comedy scenes, look to get stage time in those scenes and you can get out there and network and start to meet other people and build your network to where you may go to one city and then you meet a comic there who maybe knows a comedian in another city and they can connect you that way. And the network can grow and expand. And from there, you're just making friends, making acquaintances that may become just people that book you down yeah. the line and it all starts with being funny because when you meet these people and they see you're funny then they're going to want to work together they're going to want to refer you to someone else in another scene and you can start to put a run of shows together that way i mean i would yeah. i've driven far for five minutes you know i mean I, yeah. the most unforgettable <laughs> was 12 hours one way for that was five minutes no no that was a feature set not to brag <laughs> I think I made fifty or seventy-five dollars. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and I get that, right? Like, but I mean, if you're featuring, five. you've how how what's the furthest you've ever driven for five minutes? I like, flew to L.A. for five minutes. I mean, but yeah, it's like, but that's like Chocolate City. That's like a thing. That's was it booked or is it not booked? Like, yes, yeah. Yes. But I did open mics while out there. No, 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 and that's understandable if you're there, right? 
I'm saying like, yeah, if you get a if you get a spot at a club that's like Chocolate City or like you know, uh, First Sundays, like those are understandable because you're doing it for the possibility of getting seen, and yeah. they share your stuff if you're popping all this other stuff. That's completely understandable. I'm not saying yeah, I've dri- <laughs> I still. I spent a week in Vegas for five minutes at a time. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? See, see yeah. it's like it's all like, what is the ROI? Yeah. On- yeah, what's the ROI of like what's happening? That is understandable. Like, but that's like, I feel like that's almost like you're going out there for a festival kind of thing. I mean, like literally, yo, somebody's like, oh, we're about to go to Florida nine hours. How much time? Five minutes. Oh yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm just, I mean, and I don't want to discourage, if you've got a dream, go ahead and just live out those dreams. Gary Owen, early on, (laughs) he was on a a base. He would drive, it was like, I don't remember, I remember researching him, and I was talking about on the show, I don't remember, I feel like it was like two hours, and he would drive like, I feel like it was two hours from the base back and forth doing open mics, like, so... Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying people people do it. Oh, for sure. And here's the thing: I've done I've I've never driven nine miles. I mean nine hours, but I've I've driven two hours, three hours for five minutes. Yeah. Um, I think maybe I'm just <laughs> this is just me being a little older. I've been in this game for some time, right? Is just try to maximize your return on investment in terms of if you're going out to a city for five minutes. Try to do other stuff. Try to see if you can get on a rotation. And as Joel mentioned, you're going to get a lot of your work from other comedians. Yes. um, And get a lot of your work from the comedy community. Bookers and people who own clubs aren't booking people like that. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come down here for five minutes. Of course, they'll invite you if you're willing to come for Mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People but drive also, a long way for like Laughing Skulls open mic, you know? Absolutely. Yes. So, um, yeah. it's not un, it's not unfounded. It's not a drive far for, for five sure. minutes. Yes. Uh, which, um, and Brian said he's also in mid Missouri. So he was talking about like making runs to KC and St. Louis for mm-hmm. comedy. So, I, yeah. yeah, I think that's totally worth it there, Brian. Absolutely. And you just network and, Start your own show as well. I mean, if you're in mid-Missouri and there's not much going on, that may be an opportunity to start your own show as well. And there's no better networking, like, bargaining chip than having your own show. Like Facts. If you can book other comedians, they're going to love you and want to return the favor as well. So that's a... Hosting your own show is such a great way to not only develop as a comedian... It's also a great way to learn the business of comedy. It's also a great way to network your way into other comedy opportunities as well. So it ain't easy to produce your own show, but I mean, we do have a whole class about it. If you're looking to learn things Yoshi and I had to learn the hard way, um, you can just jump on that class and get all your questions answered. But it's, I recommend every comic produce their own show at least once because it, it yeah. really will change your whole mindset around comedy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Big yeah. Facts. Go for it, Brian. But that is that is in a long roundabout way. That is 
the natural progression. And it's the progression reflects our mission here at Hot Breath, which is helping cultivate the next generation of self-made comics. Because the new natural progression in comedy is self-made. It is paving your own path. You're seeing this at every level, not just like open micers or people trying to figure out how to start hosting and featuring or whatever. But I mean, that's what all the big comics are doing now is they're building their own thing. We talked about that with what Nate Bargatze is doing with his Nate land entertainment. You know, people are starting their own platforms and helping other comedians do the same. It's that that's the name of the game now. So whatever's in your control is what the natural progression of this comedy game is. So it, it's exciting and depressing because it's all up to you. So there's nowhere to hide. So when we're interviewing social media people on here and I was like, I want to post and go viral. I'm going to do it after this. And then I don't, you know, that's on me, fam. That's on me. That's on me sitting here scrolling my album. Like maybe not today, you know, maybe we'll just, <laughs> I didn't really mean it. I didn't really mean it. Let me, let me get on indeed really quick and see if enterprise rent a car is hiring again. So yeah, it's all up to us, fam. So yeah, that's what we're here to um, help all of you along on this journey as we do it ourselves. I mean, goodness, I'm in, I'm in California next week because of just a random networking that a friend of a friend referred me, and now I'm working with these people that just randomly emailed me. So just. Be funny and be nice, like we've said before. And the truth shall set you free. The truth shall set you free. And I feel like hot uh, brether Micah is in mid-Missouri as well. So, Brian, if you're not in our Facebook group yet, um, definitely join our Facebook group. Because I know Micah, who's an OG hot brether, she produces shows, and I'm pretty sure they're in mid-Missouri as well, so you guys may be able to um, collab. It's like Micah Rim. Yeah. M-E-I-K-E-R-M. Very nice. Great question, though, there. Boom. All right. Boom. Next question. Um, Joel, this is um, Dubs General. Joel... This is for me, Yoshi. You can you can take a break. <laughs> he said Joel. So, um, Joel, what's the best thing that has happened since you've worked with Big Laugh? Honestly, they secured that Brendan Schaub interview. Boom. That, that was pretty, pretty. Boom. That was clutch. Boom. I moved the flight for it. So, and they just opened up their club in Fort Worth, and they're still doing shows in Austin. So it's cool just to... As we're building Hot Breath, it's cool to be in alignment with another group of people trying to change comedy for the better. Or not change it, but really expand comedy for the better and really have a positive intent with what we're doing. So For sure. It's really good to be working with like-minded people in this comedy game when it can be all over the place. But that, um, I would say that, that Brennan Schaub one... Bro, came through in the clutch. Yo, came through in the clutch. 
from and I wouldn't court. be remiss to say they are also helping your boy with this comedy special that he's shooting in February. Oh, oh well, so I didn't want to. Wanna... So though I... you just wanted Joel's input, <laughs> don't get it to wasted. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, they came through in the clutch, and I think that's 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 a part of having like a partnership and just being around people that you know have a vision on what you are trying to do and mm-hmm. um you know uh the the matt rife video that they posted was really solid got tons of views mm-hmm. um and yeah they're hoping your boys shoot a comedy special up in fort worth on february 18th um so we're doing that um it's gonna be like nice and big and it's gonna be dope and yeah they've got a shared vision they're doing some dope stuff if you watch their Mm -hmm. website and like look at the stuff that they're doing they've got a production company that's coming in they got shows up in austin up in fort worth up in other cities and things like that so yeah it's just it's it's fun because i think that's the thing that people forget about this business sometimes is it's a business of like-minded people Uh we're all trying to create we're all trying to you know just do cool stuff and it's good when you find those people who also have kind of that shared vision who love comedy you know what i'm saying who are like about that comedy life big facts so, yeah, yeah yeah big facts yeah so that is sunday february 18th so people in dallas fort worth area yeah let's big, go big things yeah I, want, I got i gotta pull up out there i gotta pull up go pull support, up. support the homie um great question though there dubs Appreciate that. Cause I know we haven't talked about that in a while. It's a lot of, yeah, it's just like a lot of behind the scenes thing. And I mean, honestly, like we're all still trying to figure it out as well. I mean, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like we're, we're building it in public. So it's, it's kind of an uncharted territory that we just keep moving forward, keep trying things, keep collaborating and just keep, ascending you know so it's all i will tell you for everyone in this game there's going to be so many moments where you're like this is it or (laughs) this one thing changes everything (laughs) and it may like it may move the needle a little bit and then you found a new plateau or you know it may it may not do anything. It may, you may have one expectation and the reality is something completely different. Like I, I learned that very early on when, um, I interviewed, I've interviewed several comedians who were like, Oh man, I taped this thing, told all my followers and then I got edited out or it never came out or things like that. So I've done a few things like that to where I just didn't say anything and none of them came to fruition. So, (laughs) Just keep focusing on what you can control and all the opportunities um, will come from there. And it's easier said than done sometimes as there's highs and lows, which anyone who's listening to the podcast, here's my highs and lows. So yeah, it's, yeah, um, yeah. it's just reality of it. But yeah, we're super jazzed with what we're doing with Big Laugh and I'm excited to see what happens this year. I was just Absolutely. talking to them today. So yeah, yeah, I love that. Um I mean, and I think there's just the reality of what happens in this business. What was it, Tony? Tony, is it Tony Woods? 
I'm I'm skipping he, on his name. He's talking about the check that he got, that ninety thousand dollar check. And he broke Oh, down. oh, Tone Bell. Tone Bell, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Words. Uh Tone Bell. Um and he broke down this ninety K check that he got from from Hollywood, basically, is the yeah. best way to describe it. And then by the time it was all said and done, it was like a thirteen thousand dollar check or something like that. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And it's like like don't get too excited. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because the opportunities will come, but you know, some opportunities are game changers. And some are not, you know what I'm saying? They might sound good, but you just got to keep trudging and you just got to keep going. Like, you know what I mean? And like, even around, like, if you think you're excited about like shooting, like your first special, it's not even about the first one. That's about what do you do afterwards? And I think that's the key is to sort of be in a mindset of, are you always progressing? Like mm-hmm. always be changing and always be like creating and don't forget about the comedy. Yeah. And it's a, it's a marathon. Yeah. Not a sprint it's as, a, as easy as it can be to see it. people pop on social media, yeah. which is awesome. This, this game is, it's still a marathon, you know? Like so that. it's, it's so funny to even, I remember interviewing Joey Avery on here and he's one of those comics who, Who's who's done what we're trying to do? Like a lot of comics are like, oh, he posted crowd work clips and stand up clips, and now he has a bunch of followers and he's on tour and all this. And it was fun to connect with someone who, quote unquote, seemingly has made it. But yeah. even he was like, I don't know, dude. I'm still trying to figure this out. I mean, <laughs> one night it's sold out. The next night it's 15 people, and they didn't even know who I was. You know, like. At every level, yeah. we're all still trying to figure it out. And big the most facts. important part is just to keep going. Yeah, big facts. I'm That's talking so to myself funny. on that one. <laughs> we're keep always going. talking to ourselves. Keep going. Yes, exactly. Good point. <laughs> Beautiful. Great question there, though, Brian. You really inspired a lot of good discussion there. And, uh, well, that was Dubs General, actually. But a lot of good questions today. So let's get to Carl Osukowski. How can I practice memorizing? Forgetting tags is soul crushing, and I'm looking for a practice routine or technique for off stage. Walk around the apartment and talk bits out loud over and over. Thanks. Hmm. I will say my personal memorizing process is really like you talk about walking around the apartment and all of that. I would, I would do that. My favorite time is on the way to shows. Mm. And what I would also do, especially like going to open mics or whatnot is I would rehearse my set with background noise on. So I would turn on the radio and rehearse my set. So it would force me to kind of have these two tracks in my brain where I can remember what I'm talking about, even if there's distractions, because you know, at an open mic, someone's going to drop a glass, someone's going to be talking, the barista is going to be grinding coffee beans, because those people are actually paying to keep the lights on, not some freeloading comedians that are just squatting there to tell their five minutes 
So in a, in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> you got cinema quirks dragging in outside furniture. He pulls up in a U-Haul. He's got a lazy boy. He's got, he's the only comic who's going to be like a lazy boy. He's like, I'm the lazy boy comedian. I'll be selling lazy boys after the show. Yeah. Um. So that's what I would do. Literally in the shower, just rehearse it word for word. And it just burn it into your brain. And that's that's really how I've memorized that. And then just saying it on stage a lot. I mean, at the end of the day, that repetition is what's going to burn it into your brain. But that forgetting tags thing, it happens to all of us. And even in the earthquake interview, I brought up one of his jokes from his special. And he talked about how he forgot a tag and how frustrated he was about it. So just know that if you're in an open mic and as soon as you get off stage, you're like, oh, I forgot that tag that was going to be the thing that makes me famous finally. (laughs) Earthquake forgot a tag on his comedy special and was still like, oh, I forgot that tag. So just know it happens to all of us and it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, it'll be fine. (laughs) He'll be okay. Yeah, that's how I've memorized stuff though. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good one. Um, Yeah, I think it's about repeating it. Uh, One thing I learned from uh, another comedian friend, his name is Kedar, when I shot a couple years ago, I shot something that I record that I just like recorded. It was like a longer set. It was like 45 minutes. And uh, he mentioned just running, like as part of like your daily routine running. And while I was running, I set my set while I was running. So it would, I would be able to practice it being out of breath and like just doing it at like maximum levels of if you can practice it with your breath out at the show, you actually get to control it and have like, oh, okay, if I can do this while running, I can do this while not running. And so it's just good breath work that I was able to do and just do the set while I was running. It was great. Yeah, that's another good way to do it. Yeah, just distracted rehearsing is very, very effective. Yeah, and Jerry says in the live chat, he creates images that trigger lines for longer bits. Mm. Yeah, there's all sorts of um, different memorization techniques. I think one is called like the house technique or the castle technique, where basically each room of a house you go into represents a different bit or a different section of your um, set. There's a bunch of different ways that people can memorize whatever they're trying to remember. Yeah. Um, But I just really just repetition, just just being a crazy person talking into a toothbrush. Yeah. That's also, that's such a good thing. I've got a writing group here that I'm a part of here in town and they're phenomenal. Just good group of people help with, with jokes, uh, tags and yeah, I'd highly recommend get yourself a writing group. Virtually or in person. Yeah. Especially with different types of, uh, comedians. Mm. Mm hmm. It'll expand your mind and also sort of just expand, you know, that way you're not always delivering to the same kind, but somebody else has like, oh, okay, what do you think about this? Just gives you a different opinion on it. 
So what do uh, y'all do? What is your... We get together once a week. It's about an hour at a coffee shop, like probably hour and a half, and we work on brand new jokes. And this is only, it's only brand new stuff. Um, and yeah, we just go through. Uh, each person talks through their bit, you know, whatever setup they need to do. Like, I don't know if this is the greatest bit, blah, 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 blah. But they just do the bit, and then we just pound. And be like, ah, oh, not sure if I understand a premise or here's a tag for this. Uh, try it this way. Have you thought about this? Uh, and we just sort of like dissect it down. And then uh, usually by the end, they'll try the joke again. And then the goal is to also try to do that bit sometime in that week. That way, mm. you're not only doing it at the at the session, but you're actually trying it out after you've gotten like help on it. So yeah, that's I remember the during the pandemic in like our Facebook group, we would do like feedback mics yeah. where people would perform and then get feedback from other people as well, which can be another effective way yeah. to where you actually like do a whole set and then get feedback on it. And this, this yep. can be done in person or virtually, but it's, yeah, it's a very valuable to get other points of view. Absolutely. So good. And speaking of valuable, we have a question from Shannon Denton Brown. Do you guys see a benefit to doing open open mics versus comedy only open mics? Oh yeah. Yes. It's a built-in audience. <laughs> yep. Built-in audience and it gives you room to figure out like um to like work in a crowd that may not be all comedians. So that's what I like about it. Yeah. I like doing we we call them mixed mics here. Like it's just a mixed mic where it's, you know, it could be a singer, it could be a poet, it could be, you know, a slam poet. Like it's a lot of different things, especially in our town of Atlanta. But yeah, I I would highly recommend those. Those are great mics. Yeah, I've done music open mics. I've done poetry open mics. I've done karaoke. Karaoke. I did karaoke. Yeah. I, mm. I I don't want to brag. I had just I had done a show at a a bar called Spuds, um, known go. for their potatoes. <laughs> we perform on a dance floor underneath the disco ball, so it was a really good show. Clearly. Yeah. And I was so hyped about getting to perform at such a dope show. I needed another hit. So a, another comedian and I went to a karaoke night. And we're like, let's just see what happens. And then yeah. they let us each do a set at this like smoky karaoke bar. So, yeah, I think they're all valuable for sure. Get out there. Yeah. Get out of your comfort zone. Try comedy in a bunch of different environments that may not seem like the, quote, norm. Yeah. Yeah. Great question, though. Great question. Oh, and Carl said, Hot Breath has been an amazing resource. How lovely. Thank you, Carl. Boom. Boom. That is the whole goal. For sure. So there's a lot of good... A lot of goods. A lot of goods in here. We talked about... <laughs> We celebrated some comedians. We talked about 
different open mics you can do. We talked about the modern progression of comedy in today's infinite social media comedy game. We talked about our futures. Yeah. Yoshi's filming a special in less than a month. Yep. No, about a month. Yeah, in about a month, yep. Um, I don't know what else we talked about. I'm having sugar withdrawals. But um talked about that chair, man. That we chair. talked about that. Most importantly, <laughs> we talked about that chair. That chair. So remember guys, it's called stand up comedy. <laughs> Keyword is stand. <laughs> not sit, not lean. Not ball up on the floor when the first joke doesn't work, <laughs> which I would never do. Never. All the time. Never, ever. Early never, on. Ever. I would bail immediately. Like, there's there's stories of Larry David where when he did stand-up, sometimes he would go up there. Before he even said anything, if he didn't like the vibe, he would just walk off. I never did that, but I would bail in like if the first opening like line doesn't get a laugh or a reaction yeah, yeah. the i i'm i'm hitting the eject button i'm rubbing walls i'm rolling around on the floor i mean it's <laughs> it was bad i'm glad this was pre social media cuz then i would be the i would be the crying comedian and that's where i would do your crying bit where you roll on the floor and regret starting comedy so many bad ones Oh, <laughs> That's it hurts so good. <laughs> we just keep going back. Keep going. Because <laughs> uh, nothing beats that feeling, man. Nothing beats yeah. that feeling. All right, we got we got one more question at the buzzer here. Nice. So we thank everyone for joining us live. We do this every Tuesday at five p.m. Eastern time, and we 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 want to we want to be more interactive this year. We don't know all of how or what but we want this to be a collaborative creation you know we're we're going to be doing more of these and still doing long form interviews with other comedians and things but we really want to double down on the community this year as we learned at the end of 2023 when we did our recap of the year we learned in the analytics that our most popular episodes were these kind of where we do Q&A and really just give you direct advice. So we'll still do the interviews, but we're going to be doing a lot more of things like this. And we want your ideas. We want your input. We want you to be a part of this process. Is like we said, we're, we're figuring this out in public. So we kind of got here together and we we're going to get to where we're going together. So please don't ever hesitate to DM one of us, to post in the Facebook group with ideas or whatnot this is really we don't know all we know is that we're a dope community of comics helping comics so Boom. the more we can do that and help cultivate the next generation of self-made comics Boom. that's what we're trying to do so Boom. the more collaborative the better please bow. please bow 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 yep and the final question of Today's Q&A. All things Ant. Speaking of collaborative, should you ask other comics for stage time 
or wait until they approach you to perform? Well, I will tell you from the perspective of someone that had too much pride to ask for stage time. I ended up doing all the strip club shows and the sidewalk shows and the midnight Tuesday shows because I had too much pride to ask to be on the cool show. So I'm not saying it was wrong, but I will say if there's one, I have no regrets, but I maybe early on would have been a little more outgoing. I was literally just like, I'm, I'm an artist. I gotta, I'm just here in my notebook. I don't need I, this distraction. I'm just doing my sets. I don't need yeah. to be trying to network or whatever. Let me just do my thing type deal. So yeah, that's what happened with me and my route. Um, Yoshi's way more extroverted. Yes. And um, loves, loves that connecting aspect that I have embraced now in my old age in this comedy game. But please, Yoshi, what is, what is, that's my POV on this. For sure. Should you ask comics for stage time or wait until they approach you? Yeah. Uh, I think the answer is a resounding yes. Ooh. Resounding yes um, to ask for stage time. But there's an element that you also have to be very prepared for, which is do not be attached to the result. Don't be attached mm. to the result is such an important factor in this business and such an important thing. If someone does not put you on a show, it means nothing about you, your comedy, or your capabilities. They just didn't want you on the show. As simple as that, but it means nothing. It literally means nothing. Yeah. Uh, and when you start to detach yourself from that result or detach yourself from like, oh my God, what does it say about me? I'm not a great mm. comedian, blah, 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 blah. It means nothing. Do the work. And if you do the work and you're asking, because a thing about asking is sometimes I forget this as someone who books comedians, is that I don't remember all the comedians who I've seen. The, my brain just doesn't have that capacity to remember every single comedian in this town. Yeah. I simply don't. Now, do I have a database of like my go-to comedians? Absolutely. I do have that, right? And are they the database of like, oh, hey, I need a, I'm doing a country club. Who's in my database? Joe Byers. Because I've seen him. I've done seen to, I've done seen to work, right? Like there's <laughs> definitely people who, who I go to for different types of things and different types of shows. But I can't go to Joe every single month for you know, work in some ways, right? Because he's likely he's already done the show. And so I would say, ask away. But the key to asking is to also deliver at places when you are around other comedians, because people remember that. And there's definitely an element where people are like, yo, you should get this person on a stage because they killed the last time they were on my stage, they destroyed. Booker's talk, People that book shows talk. People that produce shows, they talk. Um, and that's just something that I think is super important. Again, this business, the majority of the work that you are going to get in this business is going to come from other people that are doing this business. Mm -hmm. Other comedians. from Because comics produce a lot of local shows. There might not be a lot of comics that 
own clubs, but they produce a lot of local shows. The majority of the work that I have gotten over my nine years in this business of doing stand-up from other comedians. Yeah, for sure. But don't get it twisted. I've delivered when I've been able to get on those shows Mm -hmm. because that stuff comes back. People remember how you treat the staff. People remember if you were funny. People remember if you were not funny either. So it's about when those opportunities come, do not squander them. (laughs) <laughs> like deliver uh people are like oh you know this person saw me do this material i don't want to perform this material that they saw me in no they saw you <laughs> they liked the material that they saw they want to see you do exactly what you just did because that's what they gauged it on now if yep. you have more time if they only saw five minutes then they're giving you 10 minutes then of course you got to do you know, don't do two of the same five minutes. I would hope you wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, I'm going to run it back, boys. <laughs> they're all callbacks. Uh, you just you call say back. they're all callbacks. <laughs> but yeah, definitely ask. That's the that's the gist of this. I know I'm going a little long, but yeah, for sure, ask. There's nothing wrong with asking. Um, just I, as I just from a mental perspective, protect your mental space and do not be attached to the result. If you ask and they say no, it means nothing. If you ask and they say yes, that's an opportunity for you to perform and do well. And honestly, it also means nothing. It just means you got to do more comedy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and even if you did well and you're like, I crushed that. Why are they not booking me anymore? Let it go. <laughs> Let it go. It doesn't mean anything. So that's that's the thing is the those are one of those things you don't get to control what other people do. The only thing you can control is the ask. You can control that. You can ask as many people as possible to put you on a show. And the most important part is how you ask as mm. well. So you want to be professional. Honestly, the easiest way to stand out is to format a simple email with a beginning, middle, and end. Uh, greetings, question, thanks. Like, I can't tell you how many emails I've gotten of, yo, I heard about your show, let me get a spot. Or I'll be out at another show and they're like, yo, man, when are you gonna, like, when are you gonna put me up? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like, don't do that. How you ask do can honestly have a big, uh, determination on the outcome of that ask i know and we're releasing expectations from the ask but set yourself up to feel good about the ask and don't make it some passive thing but literally if you're emailing someone hey joel i've heard great things about your show i would love to learn more about the booking process here's a link to my stand-up if you think i'm a good fit i would love to be on the show sometime thank you another way yeah yeah right there Guys, go back, record, take down, like, repeat exactly what Joel just did. That is one of the best ways to ask for a gig. Another good way to ask for the gig is to go to the gig. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> yep, like, exactly. Support other comedians, support other shows. And it'd be easier because, I mean, honestly, I make sure to have FaceTime with the shows that I want to be on. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me go check it out because I want to be on the show. I don't do that as much anymore. But like when I have time, I'm like, yeah, let me 
get some FaceTime and actually go to the show that I'd like to be on, uh, that I'd like to be booked on for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's super helpful, but yeah, it's the way that you ask is very, very important. Do not assume that the person knows you. Do not assume that the person has seen you and do not assume that even when the person did see you, they liked what they saw. <laughs> yes. Like seeing you at an open mic is very different than seeing you at a showcase show. Funny. Ooh, be nice, be somebody funny. should make a t-shirt about that. Be nice, be funny, shouting. Be nice, be funny. And if you did find like this helpful, her. we would love to know that be you enjoyed nice, this. Be funny and share it. Yes. Share this episode with your fellow comedians when you're out the open mics and you're just kind of shooting the breeze before or after the show. Be like, hey, have you heard of Hot Breath or did you hear this episode where they talk about how to contact bookers or how to bring a chair on stage? You know, there's so many different helpful hints they have. So share this with your fellow comedians and connect with us on social media as well. I love getting messages about how helpful the show is and how it's changed people or how it's given them the confidence to try or to do their own show and things like that. Those are, those are what make it all worth it, my friends. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, my social media is at Joel Byers comedy or at hot breath pod. If you want to connect on the, the hot breath uh, social media, but both of those are great. And our Facebook group, if you just search Hot Breath on Facebook, you can find it. And it's also linked in the description of this episode as well, which Yoshi and I hang out in there all the time. So that's another great place to keep the combo going. And at DJ Yoshi on social yeah, media, correct? D-J-Y-O-S-H-E-E. -E. Yeah, hit me up. Uh, yeah, and yeah, I'm shooting a special in Fort Worth on February 18th and then in Atlanta, Georgia, in Duluth, Georgia, to be exact, on February 22nd at the uh, Red Clay Music Foundry. It is a nice little size theater, and there's going to be two shows, a 7 p.m. and a 9 p.m. Oh, on, two shows! Two shows. And on two Sunday, shows. February 18th, two shows as well. There's a 6 and an 8 p.m. Yeah, we doing it, baby. Four Ooh. shows we are recording for the special. That's this will be recorded. Sick. And uh, it's going to be dope. I'm That's so, so excited. I am too. We got to gas it up. Yeah, man. I love it. I'm so excited. And I just can't hide it. Yeah. This there is, you go, this Hot is, Breath. This is, nine, this is nine years in the making, man. We just, we, we've been at this for a hot minute now. It's happening. Where we're seeing it's young happening. Yoshi spread his wings and fly Waka. away. Waka. <laughs> it's gonna be a big deal yeah so if you guys in the atlanta area or dallas fort worth definitely remember those two dates you will hear us talk about this again for sure but february 18th february 22nd yeah love it february 18th it's at big laugh comedy club uh and they're producing that show so it's gonna be awesome yep big facts bow, 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 well, thanks bow, for hanging bow. out y'all yay yay we love y'all so much. We did we it. Did. About to go to an open mic and bring a chair. I'm going to have a good old time. <laughs> We're all going to steal that bit. It's all. This is inspired by, inspired by. Cinema Quirks. <laughs> we doing it, baby. <laughs> Seriously, thank y'all for hanging out. Please do share this with your fellow comedians. And uh, we'll be back next week. Tuesday, 5 p.m. Eastern time, my friends. Hot breath.
This episode of Hot Breath is sponsored by our Patreon. If any of our content has helped your comedy career, join our Patreon linked in the show notes and get positive comedy karma for life. Probably.